All right, and we're live here at the station of decapitation without your head. I'm Nasty Neal. That would make me terrible, Troy. I'm Treacherous Trista. We're joined by the fine folks here of Blind. We have writer Joe Netter. Yes, I'm Numbnuts Netter. <laughs> <laughs> Director Marcel Voltz. Yes, hello. <laughs> so nice to be here. <laughs> and the pretty boy himself, Jed Rowan. Hi there. Hello. <laughs> I think you're a pretty boy with or without the mask. Yeah, yeah. I can't. I can't see it either way. <laughs> well, it's very cool that you brought it with you, though. Yes. You're happy about that. I, I take it everywhere I go, actually. Oh. <laughs> well, you need it right now. You need the mask, so it works out. Yeah, of course. We and I, I have the shirt too. I brought the shirt as well. I'm just yeah, a, that's very kind cool. of a walking billboard. <laughs> yeah. Well, honestly, I was going to talk about that. Just the uh, there's a lot of merchandise for blind. Which is very cool. There was Halloween costumes. The shirts are very cool. All kinds of stuff. Yeah, the the yeah. Halloween costume is amazing. But listen, I understand Jed wearing the shirt to promote, but you're never going to see me do any kind of promotion like that. <laughs> <Uh-oh>. <laughs> <laughs> you're right. <laughs> very cool. As long as we don't ask you to to promote the late great Sid Haig tonight, because I know you have a tattoo of him, but we might get kicked off YouTube. I have a tattoo of me, but you'll get kicked off of YouTube for sure. Right. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Marcel's the one that's that's kicked ass with the merch. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, who designed the uh, the logo? Who designed the, the poster? <laughs> the poster, um, that was, so the first two posters, they, um, a guy from Germany, Chris Fischer, designed those two. And um, uh, the artwork, who you, uh, which the U.S. used, and I think Brazil and Germany was a guy named Andrew Kern. Kern? I, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> but um, he's a great uh, guy, and he's also designing um, the artwork for the next one. So, yeah, he's great. Oh, very good. So, right. so, well, I guess before we get too far, we should, uh, one of you guys or all of you, explain what Blind is for people who, who have not seen the movie. The movie, not the condition. I think most people probably watching know what Blind is. Okay, well, it starts with Marcel. Um, yeah, I mean, um, Blind is about um, a uh, Hollywood actress, Faye. She lost her vision and everything. And um, about after an... Eye surgery, laser surgery, and now she's living in the wonderful house in the Hollywood Hills and getting stalked by her super fan, free boy. <laughs> and then everything goes, uh, goes crazy. Yep, that's the, the short version of the, of the story. Yeah, I had LASIK surgery many years ago. I'm glad I had it before. I so I think it, it looks like it went well. <laughs> it did go well. Yeah, yeah. 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 fortunately. Yeah. yeah. Now, I know you guys, like uh, uh, Joe and obviously Joe and Sarah, but Joe, Sarah, and Marcel, you guys worked together before. But uh, Jed, had you worked with them before? Uh, not with Marcel. Joe, I don't – have we worked together? I don't think so. But I, I, no. I met Joe years ago at a convention uh, in Denver, like in the late 2000s. And, yeah, uh, like 12 always, years ago. Yeah, we always uh, kept in touch and uh, had a lot in common. Uh, so, you know, who, who would have thought all these years later, we're, we're making these great movies. Yeah. You know, yeah. Did you have yeah. them in mind at all for pretty boy? How did that come about? Well, 
Yeah. I mean, maybe let's, let's, would you like to hear the story of how the full movie came about? It's short. It's going to be, it's long, it's longer than the movie actually. So, (laughs) uh, (laughs) um, so it started with Marcel. Uh, uh, yeah. I mean, it sounds weird when I, when I, when I tell the story, but it all started with a dream (laughs) and, um, I dream. I had a dream about a, a crew shooting in my house, and everyone is walking around. And it was, uh, and then I went to someone and asked him, "Hey, do you really think that will work? Because she's blind and she can't see him." And then I woke up and I wrote the word "blind" down. On the next day, I went uh, on a hike with uh, my dog Chloe, and I was always thinking, "Is there a movie out there with a blind girl getting stalked by someone?" And da 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 da. But I couldn't remember of anything. So then Sarah called me and asked, hey, Marcel, you want to come over um, watching a movie or a pizza? I said, yep, perfect. So at that night, we start watching, what was it, Joe? Nations, no. Assassination Nation. Nation. Yeah. Yes. That's a good movie. Um, which we haven't finished yet. <laughs> oh, okay. So we, like we stopped the, po- the movie after 50 minutes and... Uh, Joe uh, threw all the the the, um, the garbage away, and then I, I started telling Sarah the story. Hey, I had a dream last night about a, a blind girl living in a house and getting stalked by a creepy mass killer. Um, and she, oh, that's that's cool. And then uh, Joe came over and said, Hey, that sounds great. So what is? So hey, let's let's what about what about this? And then we threw all those ideas in in one. Uh, pot and said, "Hey, that's 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 a good idea, and that's great, and that's great." So, um, yeah, Joe. So then he turned to Sarah and said, "Well, you can play the blind girl," which meant I I knew automatically I was going to have to write it because she, you know, it's it's as an indie actress, it's hard to get roles like that um, out here, especially when you come from the ultra low budget horror world, um, where you're kind of expected that this is what you're going to do. Um, so I knew that was going to happen. And then I, we, me and Marcel discussed, well, we need the killer needs to be weird. So who can we have as the killer? And it was obvious. It's Jed. Yeah. When I was first approached about that, you know, about a creepy weirdo, I was like, wow, that's like a real stretch for me. Yeah. How am I going to do that? (laughs) Well, the first, uh, the first treatment, that was a joke. That was a joke, by the way. I'm used to play. And he is, he is even in real life. But he, like the first treatment even just said, Jed does weird shit, because we had to go quick. The thing with this movie was we had a five-week window to make a movie um, due to various reasons. So from his dream, we had to wrap five weeks later, no matter what. That was a thing. Um, and we also made it for 25 grand. We made it for no money. So it became a, an exercise of, okay, let's make this movie um, Let's have fun. We have this five-week window. Let's use our friends. You know, we did Taco Tuesday every week. Jed was a part of it. Um, pretty much everybody affiliated with the movie, we hung out with every week for Taco Tuesday. So we thought, let's just, as friends, see if we can make a movie that we kind of just pull out of our ass. And when you do an indie movie like that with no budget, I'm, I'm a big believer in you just do something different. You try to do something a little different. You can be weird. You can do the opposite. Um, with blind, I think most most times we went in directions maybe you weren't expecting. Um, certainly, movies like this always end with that big six minute fight chase scene through the house, and and uh, well, we did something different, you know. And people were going to love it or hate it. We knew that. 
we knew it was a movie that needed to play festivals to find an audience. Um, and I mean, we were just so happy being creative during that time because going from a dream to wrapping a movie in five weeks is ridiculous. It's just ridiculous. Um, there's no time really for anything. I mean, we were shooting within two and a half weeks of the dream. So it, it kind of became something we were doing it as friends and very quickly uh, when we started filming, I kind of realized, Hey, we, we got some kind of cool here. This is our, our vibe is working well because Marcel had worked with Sarah, um, but we hadn't worked together before. And it, it was just a fun experience, you know, just putting it together and seeing, well, what can we do with this little movie? We, we pulled out of our ass and, and, Thomas Riss shot the hell out of it. it. It looks like a beautiful movie. You'd never guess it was made for 25 grand, um, which we were never going to make public until we ended up getting all our distro deals. And now we can say it just because it doesn't matter anymore. But um, I was proud of everybody. I mean, it, it, the project challenged everybody involved. Everybody had to do something they weren't necessarily comfortable with. Jed is, is primarily, he started as a theater actor. So he's used to monologues and talking and the stage presence. So he has a role where he has no, no necessary voice. Um, I, try to, I try to talk Joe into letting me have at the end, like this tears in the rain monologue, the Wrecker Hauer, the end of Blade Runner. I just uh, kept pestering him. Yeah. Um, and he just, you know, he didn't go for it. No, <laughs> I thought about it, but, uh, you know, that would have been one too many monologues at the end. <laughs> how, how close does the pretty boy look to the dream? Um, actually, there, there was, I haven't seen pretty boy in the dream, but I knew I want kind of a Ken doll okay. mask thing. And I, I knew I want that, that, baby blue suit so that's that's actually one of the first thing right Joe what I yeah. we, uh, mentioned that night so I want that he has to have bl uh, blonde hair and a, a, a Ken doll mask kind of and, and the and this baby blue suit who thought I yeah. would be Ken doll I mean who, who would have thought that I think it's perfect cast oh. yeah. it works yeah I think I think uh, it's not anatomically correct <laughs> no definitely not Having seen him change a few times, it's not anatomically correct for sure. <laughs> but um, I, I think the, the the look of the character Marcel had right away, we came up with the ending was actually the first thing we shot, we thought of. Um, and, you know, Ken Dahl just stuck in my head. So then we contacted Ken Hall about the mask, um, who's great. He did the mask for the strangers and, and all that. And um, he was able to put that together really fast because we had no turnaround time. Oh, yeah. yeah, five weeks for the whole thing. So you yeah. made the mask pretty quick. Yeah, we were filming in two and a half, so it was it was uh, crazy, yeah. very crazy. Uh, you mentioned you know the look, uh, the movie looks really uh, good, and it does. And I like the contrast of you know a lot of the beginning is kind of bright and like the soft colors, and and then um, you almost I would say soap opera, but you know it, it looks very pretty. And then uh, then you have you know the purples and the blues, the weird. Uh, uh, almost like an Italian movie when when Pretty Boy shows up. Mm -hmm. Like a, so, who you know whose idea was you know for for all the different colors and just kind of the contrast in in the looks. Um, <clears throat> well, um, I think that that was kind of my idea from the beginning. I wanted what I wanted is um, a very very super super pretty movie because that shows the audience. Look, you can see that, but 
not everyone can see that you know what i mean so especially for her in that moment in that in that character so everything even the the creepy scenes should be super uh, super beautiful and super whatever that's why we used all those uh those christmas lights for the basement and all those um um holiday decoration in the basement and everything looks so super there's a lot of glitter and lights and everything and that's that's um definitely a euro thing going on with us Oh yeah, there's a lot of glitter going on. So, um, and that's that was a um, a very important choice for me because it's it's so unbelievable, super pretty, and she can't see it, and she can't see that the the whole world around her, and that's why we choose all, also the the house in the hills and uh, the the view, the glass house, and that's yeah. Was that somebody whose house was that? That was mine at that time. Oh, okay, it's very nice. Uh, Tricia, oh, yeah. a question. <laughs> I do have a question. It's a bit of an offshoot, but um, I recently worked on a job for a friend at this amazing studio in Burbank with beautiful horror art everywhere. And then I turned and I looked at the office and Joe's name was on the door. <laughs> that is what that is so studio. I about your studio. I didn't know about this. It's amazing. It's beautiful. Um, well, thank you. That was uh, Rob Lucas and uh, Mike Ruggiero. Uh, they're really the owners of the studio. I've known Rob for like 18 years. I met him at like the first convention I ever did. Um, and he always had a dream to have his own studio, which is called Wolfpack Studios. Uh, we kind of try to specialize in the, specialize in the horror stuff. Uh, we've done a lot of cool stuff there. We did the wraparound stuff for uh, the first season of Creep Show there. Um, you know, Rob and I have worked on a couple John Carpenter music videos. It's been, the studio's great. Um, you were there for the Joe Bob thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. I was going to come swing by that night, but then ended up being in the middle of uh, a couple different things. But uh, it's a cool studio. It's just, just a, he's just being modest. You know, he's a, th- Joe's like a big wig. He's like run studios and stuff. That's what I heard. I heard he was very fancy. Well, you know, I try, I try to be, you know, the beard is just to make people think I'm tough, but really I'm just a little kitty cat. You know? <laughs> I'll have to ask Sarah about that. Well, you know, I would like to ask her about that too, but she don't talk to me anymore. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> we're, be- we're between movies. So she don't talk to me until I have a movie coming for me. <laughs> what have you done for me lately? I guess. Yeah, no, it's, it's a cool studio. We actually, we just shot something there. If Marcel wants to say anything about that. Um, yeah, I mean, um, we shot um, the the sequel there, Pretty Boy, which is the name of the, the, the sequel. Um, and we shot that two weeks ago there. Oh, it's a, oh, three weeks ago, right, Joe? Yeah, we, a, wrap, we wrapped on election night. Yes. Wow. So, um, <laughs> which is cool. You know, it was cool to get a, to be able to do a sequel on a, on a, on a, a higher budget before the first one even comes out. Um, mm-hmm. Whereas with the first movie, we, we really wanted to do like a really a 70s slow burn kind of drama suspense thing. Part, uh, this part two, I guess, which called pretty boy is very much an eighties horror movie. It is a eighties horror through and through. So it was really fun to, um, to get bloody. Oh yeah. We have a lot of kills in there. It's, it's, um, it's great. It's it's totally eighties, like Joseph. Um, it's it's um, very it's it's still very colorful and um, 
very pink because it's an it's 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 uh, set up on a Valentine's Day. So it's kind of Halloween one and two. It's 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 the same night from the first one. Um, I want to say too much, but it's uh, it's it's pretty it's it's cool. I I really love the the idea what uh, Joe wrote and everything. It's it's yep. Pretty in pink. Pretty boy. Pretty in pink. Yes. <laughs> pretty boy in pink. There you go. Uh, I, I think pr Pretty Boy in Pink is a whole different kind of movie, Jed. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Let's be honest. We'll Let's have to go to Chadsworth for that. Yeah. Yeah, uh -huh. On the bookcase there behind Joe, he might have it up there. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Probably already have it. But, uh, no, it was cool. I mean, we're all struggling through the same thing with 2020 and, you know, wanting to work but wanting to be safe. So it was, it was cool to have this window to make the movie and make it safe. Um, we were lucky that I wrote it prior to COVID, but it, it very much goes into the, you know, kind of Friday 13th four feel where everybody splits up. So it allowed us to shoot a movie with very little people together um, at each time, which was the safest way to do it. I mean, we, we worked hard with the COVID stuff with the testing and the, you know, making sure the meals were separate. We had a COVID person on set every day, just handing out food and crafty, um, we just, the first one, we wanted to prove that friends could make a movie together. And this one, we wanted to prove that we could, we could do the same thing, but do it safely in the world we're currently in. Cause it, it's a, uh, it can be a challenge. It can be a challenge, but I think for, I can speak for Marcel and Jed, this last movie, pretty boy was the best experience I've ever had on a film set in my, in my whole career. Oh, it was I, magic. I agree. One thousand percent. Yeah, it's. It was Absolutely. so. I was so scared actually, uh, because it's because of the COVID thing, and uh, we had a new crew and everything, and it's, we shot in the studio. This and that. There were so many things going on, and um, it's. I never been on on a on a set that was so smooth and everything. That was it was that was creepy for me. There's okay, probably the next day. Some people have it. No, but everything. Everyone was. Uh, on point, every single actor they 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 gave everything. They 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 nailed the character so much, and even more, they brought so much to into the character, and it was just so amazing to see that. Um, and yeah, it was a so great experience. That's yeah, it was just uh, mind blowing. Yeah, as far as COVID and safety, you know, I was you know wearing a mask anyway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Right. He, he, it was it was an interesting shoot because the first two days we just were shooting it, it was basically a comedy the first two days we didn't bring in any of the horror till day three so it was everything was pink it was all like you know it's a it was, valentine's party yeah <laughs> it has to be pink the first movie was also a valentine's movie but we ended up cutting out both scenes that say that um unfortunately but uh the only scene where you can see it is at the end um, on Tyler's phone, um, there's the, the the time and the date on his phone. So you see it's the February 15th. So it's the day after. So and that's why the, the Valentine's party is they, at the end. Uh, yeah. How late was it? Three in the morning or something at the yes. Valentine's party? Yeah. Three in the morning when we, we start the movie. Um, and actually, I don't think we've publicly said there's another movie. I think this is the first, right? Yeah. So well, yeah. uh, <laughs> I was keeping uh, mom about it. I didn't know if I was 
of what I was allowed to say or not, so I let you guys. Yeah. Well, that's why I threw it to Marcel, because as the director, he can, if whatever he says is okay, now we can say. Right. But, uh, and you're uh, without your head, so it's it's a big time. It's a, yeah, you yeah. Uh, give out the big announcements here. Well, that's what, so we figured. That's what I told these guys. I said, no, let's let's not do the Stern show. We're going to go to without your head, and we're going to just blast them with news. And yeah, I'm very happy. I appreciate that as well, Drew. I like you. I Thank like you. you, Neil. Thank you. I like you as well. I like everyone here. <laughs> I like yep. everybody here too. Yeah, I like everyone. Good, good. Me too. Good. And it's a, it's a unanimous. <laughs> I'm not so sure about Neil, yeah. but other than that, everybody's well, really good. We have a history together. But yeah. <laughs> Trista hasn't agreed, but we'll, we'll assume she's on board too. She likes the room. So I don't want to spoil the first movie, but it's uh, apparently you wanted to do a second one. So, like, but how how early on did you know, like, it's going to actually occur? We're actually going to be able to make the second movie? Because you, you make it before, the, you know, the first one was even out. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Marcel, yeah. Marcel, you want to cover that? Um, I mean, we knew from the, um, after, let's say, after, we knew for, on set from the first one, oh, we need, we, uh, if it's doing well somewhere, and it's if it's doing well on the festivals and the, the disc show and everything, um, we need a part two to establish Pretty Boy as a slasher villain, as an i or to or trying to get him into the an iconic slasher. And so we need part two for that because in the first one there there are some kills, but um, they're not bloody. They're nothing. It's it's not. There's no chasing. There's nothing actually in it. It's more a kind of a a stalker uh, movie, and we knew that. So um, after. I would say early this year, um, we started talking about it and uh, we, we, but then COVID hit, um, hits and um, this year in August, we knew we will, we will shoot the sequel in October. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we had, we had plans when we were on set that, okay, we're going to make a, a, a second um, and, and then a third provided we get there. Um, Cause you just never know. You never know especially with the movie like this, whether the audience is going to be there or not. And we've been lucky that we've got distribution worldwide. We've done well. We did well at festivals. The merch stuff really helps. It makes it seem like it's a bigger movie. So, you know, very, I think when we saw the first cut, Marcel and I knew, okay, we definitely are going to get another one. And we were well on our way and then COVID hit. And we just didn't think it was right to try to get funding during COVID. So we stopped. Um, and then August, things were looking a little bit better. So we said, okay, let's see. Let's see what we can do. Um, and we were very grateful to be able to, to to pull that in. You know, we knew, like everybody was running with uh, Pretty Boy being the slasher, you know, that type of thing. But he just, he really wasn't fully that in the first movie. It wasn't that kind of movie. Um, but the second one needed to be to kind of cement him and give that. And Marcel and I are both come from a world of gore and fucked up stuff. So it was such a different thing for people to see something like that from us, which is, you know, leaning more on the drama and, and the soap opera stuff. I love that shit. I grew up on soap operas. I love that feeling that can, you know, it's, you don't have to take it super serious. You can kind of smile. Um, and Joe, uh, why don't you tell everyone that you really do like romantic comedies like you fessed up to me. I do like romantic comedies a lot. I like cheese. I like people smiling. I like things being happy. And uh, how dare you? you know, I know. <laughs> and uh, and it was just trying to do something weird. 
you know, do something different. Because if we did just a $25,000 slasher, we wouldn't have the press we have right now. It would just be, okay, cool, done. It was, I think for me, it's that we did something a little out of the box. Um, and it doesn't work for everybody, and I get that. Um, but it's the movie we wanted to make. And <clears throat> I haven't talked a lot lately because Frenchie's been leaving me home alone. And I find that if I sit at home and I talk to myself too long, I start plucking my eyebrows and, and I'm putting honey on my nipples. It's just, it's a weird situation. And, uh, you know, so that's, that's bad for ants in the apartment, by the way. If you do yeah, that. actually, I'll be honest with you. I, I, I smoked a bowl right before coming on because the edible hadn't quite hit fully yet. It's just mm-hmm. actually in the middle of this conversation where I'm saying these words together, stringing them into sentences. To you lovely people, uh, it, oh, is, oh, it, is, netter. it is fully I developed. I couldn't make it. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah, I sent her to get more honey. <laughs> now she's choreographing uh, a scene. To, she's got a movie coming up where she's this. I, I guess I probably shouldn't say it, but she's a witch. So she's got these all these fighting and battling things, and she's choreographing stuff today. So unfortunately, she would have loved to have been here. And... Uh, would have probably kept me in line a little bit more. <laughs> but uh, So now anybody listening that maybe goes, you know, why does everybody have these monologues in blind? Now you see why. <laughs> it's how I talk and how I think and I process. So anyway, did you guys see the game yesterday? Which game is that? I don't know. Just making conversation. Oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Troy's, a big, Troy's the big football guy, so I'm sure he saw the game. Passing the oh, it's Wednesday. I don't think there's any game. Yeah. AEW, <laughs> though. I didn't watch AEW. Oh, yet. I, I, I watch AEW and a cheap plug for my other show, I Watch Wrestling, every Wednesday yep. night after AEW. Oh, I do you a should have said show. that. Uh, Joe's a big wrestling fan. I, I have it. I, I recorded it. I just haven't watched it yet. So I'm, I'm looking forward to that. And Marcel's a huge wrestling fan. Oh, I didn't know that. So he doesn't. Uh, I think he did. I think he didn't know that either. <laughs> I well. new about it. It's nice to see two guys in the in, in the ring and everything, but uh, it's not kind of that wrestling either. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but actually, my husband is a huge wrestling fan. Yeah. All right. And, well, very yeah. good. The <laughs> happiest the, the happiest I've ever seen Marcel's husband is when he actually got to put somebody in a sharpshooter in the backyard. It was <laughs> it was just a look of glee. It was it was beautiful. Yeah. Was it Frenchy? It was Frenchie, yes. And we thought, okay, that, that she she will die now, right now. He, he that was, her, you flipped her around and everything. Ah. Oh, that was that was no that was when he was going to do the tombstone. He was going to do the tombstone, but we stopped him. But uh, yeah, you yeah. be careful out there. I have a Roddy Piper uh, VHS tape up here. Oh, very cool. Roddy was very cool. Rob, the owner of Wolfpack, and I. We're going to be doing a documentary on him prior to him passing away. We spent four hours with him, and we were going to do an RV tour across Canada, which I was so looking forward to, to just yeah, hear those stories. And um, and then he passed away. Wow. And we were going to do a documentary on Sid, and then he passed They're away. They're <laughs> Every time when I when when Dominic showed me something from the from the nineties or something, or yeah, uh, and Joe and Sarah was there, and Joe said, "Well, he's dead." Uh, this guy too, and he's he's dead too. Joe, he, Joe, your docs are like the kiss of death. Well, yeah, that's what happens, <laughs> you know. No, serious though. I mean, a lot of the wrestlers from that era. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah they're they're not over, you know. It was tough because it's it's you beat yourself up, 
and then you do drugs to recover and it's just it's a tough life it's a tough yeah. life oh, yeah. So, uh, Jed, you mentioned, you know, the mask a few times here, and I don't know if we said on air, but off air, you said, like, you, you had a hard time seeing through it. So uh, what was that like to, to film the movie in a mask you can't see through? Well, you know, it, it, it wasn't easy, but, um, you know, I had, I had people, I, w- I would feel hands on me kind of steering me in the right direction, you know, from times on the set. Interesting. And Marcel would always take care of my hair, so I didn't have to worry about that. I, I really... <laughs> I would I'm really kind of politic for him to get a uh, credit for that, like uh, yeah. the, hair, the hair wrangler. Pretty <laughs> but, that sounds great, uh, yeah. But, yeah, you know, I, I view all these things as like, you know, I kind of like challenges, you know, when I do my acting. So this is like, all right, you can't – not only is it about, a, you know, a blind, you know, uh, a lead, lead with Sarah, but, but I'm kind of blind too. So yeah. you're really blind yeah. <laughs> then, yeah. Well, and it, it adds so much because of like the angles he has to tilt his head to see out, yeah. uh, give the character very cool looks. Um, and, it, and it was funny because he couldn't really see. And in the first movie, there wasn't a lot of ultra violence where we had to be worried about anything happening. A um, little more action in the second one. And I think we were filming Jed's first day when I turned to Marcel and said, well, I guess we've had a year and a half. We should have evaluated making the mask so he could see out of it better. But we didn't, didn't even think about it because it's the same mask in both movies. We only have one of actual mask that we use. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, l- I learned with acting, you don't really need all of your eyeballs. You can get like 10% of your eyeball in there. You'll, you can pull it off. Yeah. And you did, Chad. Oh, yeah. You did? <laughs> Thank you, guys. Uh, Matt, I don't know if you can really answer this, but Madison here in the chat says, in the ending, what happened to Pretty Boy's face when he's unmasked? I think oh, you know, uh, I'm not going to say simple. anything. Yeah. Um, we'll find out in Pretty Boy. You will find out in Pretty Boy. Oh yeah. Uh, Blind was very much our kind of first act to introduce the characters in mm-hmm. a long form way, uh, but we really got more of Sarah's story. And in, in Pretty Boy, we we're going to fill in the blanks for 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 Jed mm-hmm. uh, for Pretty Boy. So uh, your question will be answered. Good. Yes. Uh, AJ wants to know: Can we expect more films derived from Marcel's dreams? Oh, better not. But some <laughs> maybe. <yeah. laughs> I, um, I I hope so. Yeah. yeah, I mean, there's um, we're Joe and I. We have a lot of ideas, and we already have some some scripts together. Um, and we let's say we have. We are covered for the next two years for sure. <laughs> oh, yeah, awesome. Yeah. Hopefully, if if everything works out with the yeah. world. Yeah. yeah, yeah. If the world's still here, that's a big if. Uh, Tristan, you have another question. So, Joe, I know that you and Sarah met on a film, and I'm wondering how often you get to collaborate together, and how many films you've uh, worked on together. Um, yes, I, I killed her in the first movie she ever did. It was a short called uh, Your Next Three Pajama Party Massacre. I cut her head off in it and then beat in her the friend. Film, with, not like in the film, not like No, not in real life. I, I, I tried. Right. But, uh, she recovered. You know, yeah, she wasn't allowing head back then. But <laughs> she grew into it. And uh, we did, after that, two more films together. We were friends for a couple of years. You know, I kind of... Like the first movie, they wanted her to be topless. And I, I said, listen, you, I just had met her. I said, don't do it. Because if you, you, that's all you're going to get now if you do it right away. 
But by the time we did Terror Overload, which was like her eighth movie, I said, okay, now you can pop them out. It's okay. It's, it's, it's okay. Um, which is how I knew she liked me because that the topless scene, she made everybody clear set but me. And I had to handle the ice cubes for her to make sure she was ready for that, that, that shot because it was warm out and we needed them to be ready. And I kind of knew she's – I think she likes me a little bit. Jed saw when he first met us, we were just friends. But – but I could tell she wanted a piece of the net or pie. I could tell. <laughs> and I wasn't, I wasn't ready that weekend to serve it to her, but uh, I let her nibble the edge a little bit, but it was a ways later, but we did those early movies in Minnesota, which are not good movies. They're like all the movies you start out with. You're having fun. You're kind of working your way through it. Um, you have a lot of memories tied to them. So you appreciate the experience more than maybe people watching the movie. Um, after that, Blind is the first movie we've worked together on again. It had been 10 years, um, 10 years of her doing her thing, me doing my thing. And it just so happened that it all aligned on that one. Um, and then after that, I wrote another movie for her and, and, and another movie for her. Um, so there's much more, you know, French and Netter coming, um, mostly coming from my side, not her side. But, uh, you know, that's not my fault, you know. I try as hard as I can, you know. I come every time. I don't know. <laughs> Way to go, I guess. Uh, Marcel, <laughs> how did you how did you get involved with with Joe and and Sarah? We met the first time we met was on a thing, Thanksgiving um, event from Elisa Darling. She she's doing that um, event uh, I I think every year, and I met Elisa on the first blood feast screening in 2017 and um she invited me to her thanksgiving which was super nice of her and um uh yeah and there that was the time when i met sarah and joe at the at the thanksgiving and after that they figured out i'm new in la and uh, i'm not i hadn't really much those much friends so they asked me hey marcel you want to come over for a taco tuesday and that's how it all started very cool the first time I talked to you was for uh, for Blood Feast. And yeah, I think you were was, you were still in Germany at the time. A long time ago, there were I think there was I was in Germany at that time. Yeah, yeah. So was it right after Blood Feast you decided to come to the states? It was already. Um, uh, it was yeah. After Blood Feast came out in the, uh, or it was uh, screened in, in 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 the UK at the Fright Fest. In this year, we, uh, my husband and I, we, we trying to figure out how we can do it with the visa and everything. And then, yeah, it was uh, 2017 when we moved here. Yeah, I, I assume that's got to be a big uh, decision for, for anyone moving to LA, but you know, especially from another country. It was uh, <laughs> it was a rough time. It was uh, crazy with all the paperwork and the interviews and this and that. It was it was crazy, and it was. But um, here's the thing: when you as a filmmaker, when you start filmmaking in, in, in the other country, like, like me in Germany, I started with the super, super low budget movies. And then at the certain point, then you're with, with Blood Feast there, I figured out, okay, there's now I'm on a level that I can't grow anymore there, you know, or I can't get, because it's super hard in Germany to get, um, to get money or a good budget for horror movies because they're, they're, they're more into drama and comedy and all that kind of stuff. And um, the goal was from the beginning on it. It was um, one day I want to I wanna be there in, in LA, in Hollywood, and 
making movies. I mean, that's the dream probably for, for every filmmaker. So, um, but it was, I think, I see it like that. It's, there was never the right time. Maybe I was too young or whatever. And I think the time when we moved, it was a perfect time for me I, and um, to be here and to start it here from the beginning. I mean, I, you, I have, you have to start from, from the beginning again. So it's nobody knows you. You're new here. There's nobody cares uh, if you're here or not uh, because there's in the next Two, uh, two blocks there's a new other guy who could do the same thing like do you could do and nobody cares so it's very hard here but it's um, you have more opportunities to do something yeah, and I noticed that you guys a lot of you guys uh, there's like a, a crowd that you guys work with you know Tyler's in some of your guys stuff um, yeah. Tyler Galan is also in Blind and um Caroline Williams is in a few things in Blood Feast and stuff. So I assume when you meet people you like to work with, you know, it's good, it's good to stick together and collaborate. Oh, absolutely. And there's a, um, it's, it's always teamwork and it's always um, supporting each other. And uh, when you have something for someone, you think, oh, that would be perfect. Why you should cast someone else when you know, you, you know someone and he's good for that part, support your friend or give him a chance to do something, be a part of something. Um, Sometimes it works, sometimes not, and um, you're uh, you're trying to do the best out of it. Yeah, I mean, we really go by vibe. We like yeah. we like to look at making movies, getting to play together, and we never lose sight of that. That it's ridiculous we get to do any of this, and so we like to play. We like to get together and hang out. We do a lot of you know positivity hikes where we'll go up and and kind of hold hands and talk about the world, and 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 definitely not a cult. We, we really do that. <laughs> we do. I call we, it positive intuity. Yeah. <laughs> we, we just we did hold hands. We did hold hands. I mean, Tr Trista knows, she lives here, that you get so into the grind that you forget the whole world's out there. So to get away into nature a little bit and just kind of take deep breaths. And, and uh, plus, the big one we go to is Franklin Canyon, which was the kill scenes from Friday 4. Uh, American Horror Story 1984 was shot there, and it was the RV park from Friday the Part 5. So we go up there and look down at that lake, and it's just history, and the horror nerds and us, we just love that. And and we do. We believe in in just being good people, treating people with respect, and working with good people. Like, Tyler's great. We love Tyler. Tyler's just a good guy. Yeah. Um, and he was very challenged for blind, too, because he couldn't, he couldn't talk. He had to do everything based on looks and and, uh, you know, he did a fantastic job. Mm -hmm. yeah. I should ask him to come on. He, uh, I have him on. Uh, he's been on the show before. He's a really nice guy. He's a good movie. Uh, how about Caroline Williams? How did she get involved in Blind? She was a part of the Taco Tuesday uh, crew oh, at okay. that time. So she, she came every week. Um, and, uh, yeah, that was the, the – um, we asked her, hey – we have something for you. You want to be a part of that? And she read that's that's easy story. <laughs> yeah. So you yeah. mentioned a couple times the the festival run. Did you get to uh, go to the any, any of the festivals and watch it with people, or what, did it, did it play during the um, COVID? How did that work? We, no, it, it was before COVID. So we we went to some, but not uh, to all of that, all of them because some of them are overseas and here yeah. and that. Um, but 
we went to the Twin Cities Film Festival, which was yeah. a good one, a very big one, a great one. It, it was great to be there. Chad was there, uh, Joe and Sarah, and uh, Ben Kaplan. He played the sushi guy, sushi boy <laughs> in the movie. And he's, he's, by the way, he's great to work with uh, also. I, I love him. He's, <laughs> he's such a good guy and a very good actor. And um, he joined us to, for that festival as well. It was great. And it was uh, Joe and Sarah's um, hometown, right? Well, the home, the home oh, state cool. of Minnesota, um, Minnesota. Uh, Twin City Film Fest. It's a big, <laughs> it's a big festival. They play a lot of Oscar-winning movies. Um, not generally a horror fest, but um, us getting in there was cool for us because we got to go home. Because there's always that resentment. Like you know, LA's tough. There's there's different groups of people, and they all hate on each other. And it's like a junior high lunchroom. But you have that everywhere. Even in Minnesota, there were groups that were hated Sarah, they hated me, and they said, oh, they're going to move to L.A., you know, good luck, they're never going to do anything. Um, so it was nice to go back and just show people that, listen, we've we've worked hard, um, and it takes a long time, but you just keep working at it, you don't give up, and and it was cool. Plus, they had free free drinks. <laughs> all, all, the, all the drinking we wanted to do for free was nice, and it's always nice to get back to Minnesota. Uh, and then, of course, it, it burned down like two months later, three months later or whatever with the, with the riots. But um, it was, we went to a handful of festivals and it's always cool to see with an audience. Cause you just never know the reaction you're going to get. Um, which is why I'm so excited about the next one. Cause there's, you know, a lot more comedy, a lot more gore and just, you know, I think laugh out loud moments. Yeah. Um, so it's going to be fun to see with, with yeah. the crowd. Um, and with with a um, some drinks too, yes, yeah. Because movies—that's what it's supposed to be. We're supposed to be in theaters watching movies and having fun, and and uh, I, I miss it. I miss being able to just go load up a popcorn. And I just figured out and learned online that the the straw trick when you butter your popcorn, how you use a straw so you can jam it on the nozzle and get the butter on every layer and move it really? around. I oh, never I saw that online. You can get the butter on every layer, and then wow. Then they closed down theaters. Oh, I have a similar story in a way. It's not about butter, but I had diverticulitis years ago, and one of the things was I was supposed to eat popcorn ever again. And then I read online, someone had told me that that's really a myth, and Trista told me that later on too. So I researched this, and everyone did really say, like the new doctor said, it's a myth, you can eat popcorn. And, and so I started to eat popcorn again in February because I got free popcorn for my birthday. And then, and then, like a month later, all the everything's closed. So yeah. I only, I only got to have uh, movie theater popcorn for like, for like two weeks. And there's, and there's no comparison. Movie theater popcorn, it's, it's the best. Yeah, yeah it's the and best. I didn't even know the, the this uh, trick with with the. I thought you were going to say the hole in the I've bottom of the popcorn trick. Oh no, I, I don't. Different trick. Because I want to eat the popcorn. I don't want to waste it on my Johnson. I want to <laughs> yeah, eat that. Yeah. I'm not going to nibble around my own Peppy. <laughs> right. 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 <laughs> I mean, we're trying to different things. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Ashley says about you and uh, Sarah, uh, love is rooted in horror is the best and most long lasting kind. Love at first fright. Yeah. Well, thank oh. you. Say, so, you know, Sarah and I have a lot of fun together. Um, we've been together like 11 years. I mean, it's crazy. And uh, obviously I've seen her grow so much as an artist, like, like Faye to me, it was a little bit, that was my love letter to her to let her really run with something um, like a little heavier 
And, uh, and I thought she nailed it. I mean, that monologue at the end, um, you know, six and a half minutes, it's, it's a long monologue, but we did three takes and every take was straight through all the way through. Um, yeah. And like, that's one thing I like about Marcel's style is he likes to play the scenes all the way through. And, you know, like even in pretty boy, we have, we have shots that go for seven minutes they'll be cutting and editing in the, within the edit, but it allows the actor to get so into the character and so into the, the beats and feeling it, but you need really, really strong actors to be able to do that, that don't need that, that break every so often. So, um, my face was really sweating under that mask. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the thing I said to Jen after filming that the scene in particular, I said, you know, I understand it's hard to even sit for six and a half minutes next to someone it, everything in your body wants to start twitching and and shaking and you see it whenever you work background because i used to work background and, and people just crossing walking from a to b people forget how to fucking walk when a camera's on there the <laughs> arms are swinging and they're they're being weird so i can appreciate what jed did because i can't oh, act. Yeah. i'm a terrible actor and oh, you're so, good as the honey killer well i mean i can kill people and i can be an asshole but i can't like I'm just not an actor. I know where I belong, uh, which, you know, probably jail, let's be honest. But <laughs> until they, they come for me, I guess I'll keep uh, making movies with these talented people and and uh, and getting to talk to you guys. And, and now you see why there's so many fucking monologues in what I write, because it's how I think. <laughs> I think. Would you like paper or plastic? Well, I don't know. When I was six years old, I had a... I had a <laughs> So many, mo so many monologues, Joe, but I, I couldn't get one little bitty one. I couldn't get no, one. No, no, no. I'm saving yours, Jed. For the third I'm saving movie. yours. Yeah, for the third movie. Mm -hmm. All right. I'll hold you to that. <laughs> so it always that... gives you something to look forward to that way. Of course. Yeah, exactly. Let me keep you going. Yeah. Uh, Joe, yeah. you have another question? I do, yeah. Obviously, Sarah's not with us as we've mentioned but we're fans of hers and so i'm wondering joe if you could uh, clue us in a little on how she went about preparing to play a blind woman okay um obviously that's a challenge um we have a friend uh named kevin who's actually in the movie he's he's caroline's husband in the movie you see him in, the, in bed and in the blind group scene he actually went blind a couple years ago um, unfortunately. So he came to a, a party we had on New Year's that year at Marcel's house, which is, was probably the catalyst for the dream about the, a blind person was somehow that, that stuck in the head, in his head. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> so what uh, Marcel, uh, Caroline and Sarah went and spent the day with them at his apartment to kind of see how he moves in his own environment, um, how he deals with life, um, having been someone that's recently gone blind. Um, and that let them kind of get in the headspace of how they move, how he acts um, for the actors. And I think it was great for Marcel too, because he could see kind of the flow and the movement yeah. with that. Um, beyond that, listen, we had to, we had to move so quick on this thing that in, in the 10 days I wrote blind, I wrote two other features. It was a total of three features in, in 10 days. Cause I was bit weird, way overcommitted. Um, and Sarah actually got the last act as she was flying to Pennsylvania to, to be in the movie, the special, um, which is a cool movie. You should check that one out too, if you haven't. So she had to learn 
that whole movie while she was working on another movie. And the day she flew back from that movie, we started shooting the next day. So there was no time. My advice to her with it was don't watch other people acting blind, create the character, get the dialogue down, get all that, and then start adapting, you know, later, but don't try to copy what anybody's done. And, uh, and she nailed it. I mean, she played it great. Blind people aren't all looking all over everywhere and, and they don't do that. They do it in movies, but they don't do it in real life. So, um, you know, that was Marcel's idea to go with Caroline and, and Sarah to see Kevin. And it was great. It allowed them to really experience it because we wanted to treat everything with respect as well. Yeah. Um, and even for me, it was very interesting to see Kevin, um, his, his normal day, what he's doing and how he's doing everything. It was a weird situation. We went with him out for, to go to a, to a store to buy some stuff for him. And um, he told us it was uh, very windy two days ago. And um, he said he couldn't go out and he could because he couldn't go across the street because the wind makes something um, so he can't hear the cars or, or feel something with the cars. And that was so interesting to hear because that if it's too windy outside, they, he can't go out. And that's, that's so, that's, I mean, that, that kind of got me a little bit and it was, well, that he, so he's, so he has to be at home for, for the whole day. It was actually the last um, two weeks ago. It was so super windy outside for more days, for a couple of days. And it's, mm -hmm. it's, it, 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 it reminded me on that day when we spent the day with Kevin. And I thought, well, now he can go out for a week because it's so windy and can't, he can't figure it out where he is and everything. That's, that was very, very interesting to hear. Yeah, it's, it's the sound thing. And then also the, the wind can push you slightly. So he can't follow the same patterns he's used to. And yeah. like for like the thing with Kevin too is like for me, we wanted to really focus on like the scene where she's getting something out of the fridge. It's a long scene, but we wanted that because we want people to realize how long, I mean, I, I see, and I stand in front of my fridge for 10 minutes. Imagine not seeing, you have to touch everything and try to figure it out. And one of the most heartbreaking things for me was like Kevin, and we do it in the movie, people that go blind through their life still dream in full color. So they wake up every day to darkness, which to me is that's the heartbreaking oh. thing to deal with every day is to, to have these dream moments and then wake up to the dark. I mean, it's, it's, you know, we wanted to be respectful. Um, and uh, which is why we had to have him in the movie. So I think, you know, he, Sarah just played it very well. She learned the movements because she's also dealing with multiple things. She's, she's clearly in the movie depressed. Um, her life is over in her mind. She's drinking through the whole movie. We didn't want to go, Hey, alcoholic, but she's always drinking. Um, she's clinically depressed. And if you notice the only two people she's spending time with are people she's met since she went blind in the blind group, because that's Hollywood. The minute, the minute she was no longer good to anybody, they're gone. They're gone. Um, and I had that with my last spinal surgery a few years back where once I couldn't, like I spent almost a year where I couldn't walk without a walker and stuff like that. Everybody does this. And it's not, I don't think because everybody's an asshole, but it's all of us that work in the arts. We see how close it is to losing everything. You can have a physical thing happen, a mental thing happen. And that just, your career is, is fucked and you don't want that to happen. So, um, she was juggling a lot of stuff with it. And uh, 
I'm, I'm just very proud of her. I, I'm yeah, proud yeah. of everybody that worked on it. I'm proud of Marcel. I'm proud of Jed. Um, yeah, for my, for my character, they just they just said, Jed, you just you just keep on being creepy and weird. Okay. Yes. I was yes. going to ask if you went and hung out with any creeps or anything. <laughs> yeah, he did spend a week with Ron Jeremy, but uh, no, I'm just, <laughs> no, I did not. I did not spend a week with him. No, no. Nobody can spend a week with him. <laughs> By the way, how are you doing uh, physically, Joe? Um, I'm in. I, I currently I have an MCL tear in my right knee. I need both my hips replaced, and my back is not the best right now. But I'm alive. I'm breathing. I'm, I'm, I can move around. We just shot a movie. Um, so life's good. Life's good. Edibles help. I'm not on edibles because of any reason other than, you know, they help medically, of course. Yeah. Honestly, that's when I started taking them. Yeah, it does help. It doesn't take the pain away, but it makes you care. Not quite as much. So, um, but I'm okay. You know, I'm all right. I'm alive. I have a grandbaby now. I think I showed you a picture, uh, Trista, when we had yeah, the, we signed those books. It's crazy. It's crazy to have a, a grandbaby. Yeah, yeah we, are, we were so surprised. No one would ever think that you have a grandbaby. No. I know. I was, I mean, I was a single dad at 19. So I, I raised three girls. So I, 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 and I was married, of course. My wife, Nicole, at the time helped, you know, a great deal. She was a good woman. And, uh, but I've always had, you know, I was a father at a young age. My mom was a mother at a young age. So it's just kind of, I guess it's just in our blood to fuck. I think we're going to break it, we're to break it down. So it makes, <laughs> it makes sense that, you know, my daughter, Megan, who's doing a fantastic job as a mom, you know, it's, it's hard being a mom. And uh, I haven't been able to see Elijah yet because of the world being the way it is and you want to do it safely and, um, was hoping in December to make a visit, but now it's gone to shit everywhere with Minnesota being one of the worst. So I have to keep things safe, but looking at it in the positive side, which is what we focus on this happened at the, you know, this kind of quarantine is the best time for all of us. Cause we have this, we can see and talk to people. Mm -hmm. I mean, I remember as a kid, you'd see movies where, Oh my God, they can, they can see pictures and talk through video. That's that's Star Trek shit. Uh -huh. And it just, all of a sudden we have it and it never seemed like a big deal. Yeah. Like this doesn't seem like a big deal. It just seems like how it's always been. But uh, that's that's edible number three, just kind of. <laughs> 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 I was going to say, I had you on though earlier in the year and we were still just doing audio. I, we started doing the video show because, uh, because of COVID, honestly, because of the yeah. pandemic. And yeah. I didn't even it, know of Zoom before. And it's great because of this angle. I can wear a shirt nothing else. You can't even tell. <laughs> yeah, I'm totally with you. So. Uh, AJ says, pretty boy mask is on my list of masks to get. Simple but creepy. See, yeah. see what happens when you promote the movie? Exactly. You already get sales. Yeah. Uh, now, is that the, the, the actual mask we're in the movie or is that the mask people can buy? No, the the, the the actual mask in the movie, I think, is probably under, in some vault somewhere, right, Marcel? Yes. Under lock, <laughs> Marcel, under, I don't under know. Lock, I hope so, yeah. Under lock and key, right? <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, that is a that's, <laughs> that's the trick-or-treat mask, which yes. was great. It looks really good, though. Was the same. Yeah, no, they well, they got the original, and they made it based on the original. And, like, even that was something where, you know, you can tell them, Marcel, when you went to Monster Palooza. Yeah, and 
so here's that's that's I have a list in my head. So I with goals, and that was a goal for me to get one day to create something, and then it will get a mask and a costume and everything, you know. And um, it was Monster Palooza 2019. No, yeah. Uh, yes, 19. Yeah. And um, we went there and uh, we knew that uh, Trick or Treat Studios have a, they, they have a stand there and it's, um, uh, I went there with my producer and Sarah and Joe and everyone. So um, we stopped by and we showed them on the, um, uh, on the iPad some, some pictures of Pretty Boy and the trailer we had at this point. And Chris, Chris he held the iPad and saw the mask and everything in it. And then he went back to his, his colleagues and then show, look at that guys. Look at that. That's a creepy fucking mess. So, and that was me. Okay. But I think that's a good sign. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, and he said, yeah, please send me everything and we will go through every, uh, through the, the, the stuff. And then a month later I was able to send him the movie and everything. And he said, yep, we will do it. And it was for me like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, that's that, um, that's how, how it happened. Yeah, what's that it, like it, for it you, sounds, Jen? It sounds pretty I, I, simple. Well, I, no, I, I never, sweet. I never thought like a you know a piece of plastic could validate my entire career and existence. But this is what <laughs> it, it sounds this pretty simple. Piece of plastic you that this validated the whole the whole thing. Well, it's not on screen right now. <laughs> Here's the thing: it sounds pretty simple to go to some to your to your favorite company who's doing all the the, the Michael Myers, the Freddy Kruegers, right. and they're doing everything. So it, it sounds pretty simple. You go there and they say yes, but here's the thing: you have to. Um, some people they don't even try because they say, oh, "I have such a small movie and nobody cares." Probably, but you have to try. That's the that's the whole point of it. You have to try. You have to do uh, chances. You have to take chances and everything. And that's that's the only thing you 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 can create or you can make something here. That's that's the only, that's the only way, and that's how how blind happened. We we just we thought. Well, fuck it. Let's 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 try it. Let's do it. Let's let's um, let's let's shoot the movie. And um, that's the same thing with all the merchandise. After after we got the deal with uh, Trigger Tree Studios, it was I was saying, well, we should try fucking everything. So um, I I got in contact with all those um, uh, uh, with uh, with uh, with all the the, the merchandise um, dealers with uh, for for shirts for shorts for. For, for wrapping paper, for gift cards, everything. And they, they loved the movie. And they said, yeah, be, uh, because of the look of Pretty Boy, that's, he said, yeah, that's, that's, let's do it. Yeah. I think some, I mean, like, subtly creepy, I think. I think the mask and stuff, it's just. Yeah, there's something it, disturbing not, about it. Yeah, it's not yeah. like over it's the, the top. Creepy. For me, I think it's the eyes. Because sometimes oh, yeah. in the movie, in the movie, you, you, you see him sitting there, and that's you see all those white and blue poppy eyes. It's so weird. And even in part two, we have so so many scenes. Um, it was for me, and I think I speak for uh, I, Joe. Felt the same thing. For me, it was so weird to see him with an axe, with a machete, with everything. And it was so the weird contrast. to see him with all those fucking kill <laughs> things. And it's and he's killing people so bloody. And it was so weird. But it, it looked so. Great, sexy, kind of. It, it, it was perfect for him. And, it, it, um, it was right. It was the right time it, to kind of do right. that. And always in, in all the dark scenes, and when we have the the, the, the pink lights, 
his eyes are so popping out of of every single scene, and I think that's what's what's make it so e- even more creepy. Yeah, it's, it, it's definitely for me. It's the eyes because they're flat, but you just see life there. Yeah, and a lot of I I I think a lot of what adds to that too is is Jed with his movements because oh, hundred percent. He knows how to open the camera and how to sway into a scene. He's yeah. he's great at that. So it's it's. I mean, it's, it's almost, not just a guy. It's not just a guy under a mask. It's it's an actor, and you um, yeah. and he has to, you can't you can't put some anyone uh, no. under the mask. There's I'm sorry, no I'm sorry the, to blow so much. I might have to put the mask back on again. <laughs> no, it, the thing is, the there is there is so much life in and and there's a, a a real character behind Pretty Boy, especially especially in in, in part two because there is more background story in everything. So it's um, Chad is filling it with so much love and everything. It's it's weird to 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 tell. Yeah, it's 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 beautiful. It's beautiful to see, and it may seem like to some people listening, going, "Oh, look at them just sitting there jacking each other off." <laughs> We're just friends that are happy we got to make something, and in in twenty twenty, you should you have to you have to promote your own shit anymore distro companies aren't going to do it you have to get out there and and create your path and i've been lucky enough to have been joined on this path by some very talented people that i'm i'm blessed to be able to call my friends and that's the best case scenario in this industry because so often you don't have real friends you have industry friends and positive Um, hikes work they work i'm a believer when when are we going the next one well, um, we have we have to kidnap another homeless person in order to sacrifice. But and uh, if they're cleaning Venice Beach, like I heard that that might be easy because they're going to be scattering. But um, no, it's it's. Listen, we did the day before we shot. We went back up to the Franklin Canyon Reservoir to hold hands and uh, just talk about you know what we hope to accomplish. And we never ask for anything other than just paths. Yeah. You know, give us an opportunity and we're going to work as hard as we can because we work, we work very hard. We even pretty boy, we had a very limited crew, Michael Sue and his team shot it. And he's fantastic. Those guys are, are those, those guys, him and his whole crew. They're, they're fantastic. It's, yeah. um, they're yeah. everything I asked for, I got, and there's no, no questioning, no nothing there. They just made such a great job. He has such a good eye for a wonderful, beautiful uh, pictures and everything. It's, it's, um, it's, he's, he's really great. And I can't well, wait to, Thomas Chris was a, you know, pretty, like you were talking about how it was shot. It's pretty hard act to follow. Yeah. yeah. Michael yeah. Sue and his team, boy, what they did just, yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah, our, our DP, Thomas Rissen, the first one, he shot it, he pulled focus, he lit it, he dumped footage. He was a one-man. He did everything, yeah. everything for that movie um, because of the budget constraints we're in, and we had to bring in people that we could just trust. Um, yeah. And while we have a bigger budget on the next one, um, it, it looks even bigger than it is again. So I, I'm very, very proud of it. And, uh, you know, the first movie had a lot of blues because it dealt with with uh, sadness and depression. And we, 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 Marcel picked the red spectrum for this one because we're dealing more with a little bit more with love and anger in this one. So it's, it's Marcel's. A, well, the red, the red turned into a pink. Yeah. But uh, it's, it's, it's the same thing. I, I, well, I <laughs> no, said, no, I was going to say reddish pink. 
Well, the blood's red. Well, yeah. <laughs> there is there is that, but yeah. we did get a lot of lot of pink in there, but um, but it's it's cool. I mean, it's just it's a movie. It's a different looking movie than anything that's really out there, and uh, I can't wait for you guys to see it. I'm sure you guys all saw Blind, and I'm yeah. sure there's varying opinions of it, which I totally get. Um, and we made that movie, and we'll always stand stand with that movie because it was the movie we wanted to make. It was a movie on, in that time frame and budget that we feel we pulled off very well. Uh, the audience never knows what you actually put into the movie and what the constraints are. And like, we've got a ton of shit from people mainly overseas because we didn't cast uh, a blind girl as the lead. And that generally never happens in any movie, let alone one you're making with your friends in five weeks. So it's a bummer to hear a lot of negativity towards that because we, we feel we, we treated it well. And we actually did have a, uh, one of our friends who was blind in the movie. Um, but we're just, we're happy we get to talk about it. I mean, it's not often you get a, you get to be talking about a movie that you made on that budget that way. So for us, it's just beautiful to, uh, to connect with people in this world who are now all staring at me wondering when is he going to stop speaking <laughs> and i i will continue <laughs> as someone who's done the uh, podcast for 15 years it's much worse if it's reverse yeah. and you ask a question and they say yep well and see and i've done a lot of interviews and podcasts and stuff over the years too and the thing is it's dead air so the minute i stop talking if, if somebody doesn't say something i feel like i have to jump in even Marcel, because since Marcel is, is uh, English is his second language, right. when a question goes to him, it takes a second for him to formulate the response. And I keep holding myself in going, don't jump in. Don't jump in. <laughs> well, right, Mar right Marcel? Along those lines. Yeah. Uh, Marcel, you mentioned earlier, like when you, when you came to the States, you know, you're saying like everyone like down the street from you is also a director and that kind of thing. Uh, do you think uh, being from another country – um, you have anything that people might not have here, like you have a, a different vision or a different uh, technique or a different style in, in the way you make a movie. So I think everyone has his own style or everyone should his should have his own style. Um, that's because that's what you make, what makes you special or that's why people want you to direct or that's why this and that. So everyone should have his, uh, his own style. Um, I think, yeah, I think um, that, um, well, it's, it's, it's hard to say that uh, everyone brings something special, but everyone should bring something special. That's, that's I would say that, yeah. Yeah. As, uh, Jed, what, what other uh, roles have you been in? What other, have you, do you primarily uh, work oh, in horror movies? My, uh, my, my biggest movie is The Gassy Love of Johnny X. I don't know if you heard of that. With, uh, it's a sci-fi musical. I love the name. With uh, Creed Bratton from The Office. Oh, okay. That was, uh, that was, uh, that's the only other movie you really need to know about. What about The Amazing Bulk? <laughs> <laughs> I just found out there were t-shirts about that movie. Oh, uh, wow. Oh, really? Uh, you need to get uh, one of those as well. Yeah, yeah well. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that uh, Johnny X, and I've done a lot of horror movies. And, um, you know, disaster movies, 
I was in, uh, I was going through the list. I was in uh, Eruption LA, um, which was Trista uh, with Sean Kane. Yeah, when you said the name, I thought it might be Sean Kane. Yeah, which I've Sean's seen. Sean's a Jurassic. good friend of mine, yeah. You're in Jurassic City? That's a- oh, yeah, yeah. With, with uh, well, Sean's a friend of mine, so I've had small roles in some of his. Yeah, I, I thought that was so. his, maybe his best movie. So. Oh, yeah. Sean's a great guy. We're excited to have him on the show again sometime. Soon. Yeah, Sean's I don't great. know if you guys know him, but um, he, he's a great guy. Yeah, I had him on the show before Trista was involved in the show. Oh, okay. Cool. Sean, yeah, nice. Sean, Sean's awesome. Yeah, great director, great guy. Yep. So, uh, where uh, can you get all the uh, all the cool uh, blind merchandise? And there was Jed talking about his career. Well, let's see here. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to give you two movies out of the 120. I mentioned that uh, <laughs> a few times on the show last year at at a at a festival. I hosted and was part of a panel on edibles and I never posted the video because I found it embarrassing. So tonight you guys can decide if I made the right choice. Yeah. Yeah. So about that merchandise. Right. Uh, <laughs> Good old pretty boy. Yeah. Where can you get the, uh, where can you get the blind merchandise? So, um, I mean, you, you can get the, um, like this. Massive, you can get it at Party City and Jed's, but you can go buy them somewhere. Yeah, yeah. The the mask and the costume costume you will get at the Party Cities, and on, of course on the on the website from Trick or Treat Studios and some other um, costume websites or whatever. And uh, the, um, the 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 gift cards and the wrapping paper is what's the name again, Joe? That's <laughs> Joe? Oh no! I almost thought maybe his computer froze, but he may have froze himself. I'm not sure what which it is, to be honest. He's very. <laughs> I, I, I was I was just trying to to freeze until somebody looked up the correct answer because I oh. I, I believe it's Ghost Girl Designs. Yes, it's go- yeah yeah Ghost Girl. Yeah, I wasn't sure. Oh. Was yeah, yeah, they're very great. Both are. It's it's um I love the. I love what they did with the with the rapping bear. That's it's it was so funny to see that pretty boy's face on 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 a rapping bear and the 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 Valentine's gift cards. It's great. Yeah, that, yeah. Um, yeah. And then we, you get the shirts from um, Graveyard Classics. The shirt who's uh, from from Chad, what Chad is wearing right now, uh, Graveyard Classics. And um, I got also, shirts of me everywhere. Shirts from yeah. different everywhere. I got shirts everywhere. Yep. Good. And yeah. Helen Hurts also was <laughs> releasing some soon, yeah. So there's the the good thing about the the merch deals is we've got some with the bigger companies, yeah. but like Ghost Girl Designs is is from a lady I met on the East Coast at conventions years and years ago that she has a company with her her friend, and we also love being able to support the indie side of that too, where they're they're more of a mom and pop company, but. Um, they had great ideas with the wrapping paper, the mugs, the greeting cards, and we're like, fuck yeah, why not? And uh, um, and of course, the movie's everywhere. Amazon, iTunes. Um, I saw somebody post today, they got their DVD. It's the first DVD I've seen that got shipped. There was a delay in DVDs coming. So um, the movie's everywhere. Rent it, buy it. Yeah. Tell people about it. You know? Definitely, yeah. 
Support us so we can make a part two. Oh, never mind. We made part two. Uh, <laughs> part three, part three, and beyond. Once you get to third, then you can call it the. You can call it a franchise. Yep. Yes. Yeah. Then I can maybe the, it's a trilogy. I the, then uh, I, don't know. I could run the convention circuit. You know, selling yeah. autographs for you know the rest of my days. Yep. There you go. Yep. It's it's they like the killers, Chad. <laughs> I won't make any money. Nobody gives a shit about the writer, but <laughs> but you'll get those eight by tens. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm I'm glad to to have a hand in getting you that because it's been a uh, it's been a journey, it's been yeah. a journey, you know. Yeah. And you'll see Pretty Boy by the end of next year because we can't say the company, but we are, we we pre sold it prior to filming. Oh wow! So it's already got distro lined up for next year. So um, we're excited. Adrian wants to know: Is there any plans for Pretty Boy to have a pretty child? Oh, we yeah. actually we talked about a pretty girl. Um, oh, pretty girl. Yeah. All right. But um, oh, that's funny. This is news to me. I want to hear this. Yeah. So it's we talked about a pretty girl, um, but it's it's now um, after after the sequel, after uh, uh, the second one, we 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 try we we want to focus on Pretty Boy more. Yeah. So it's when we were throwing ideas around it was a, a a trilogy of pretty boy and then if we were lucky enough maybe a trilogy of a pretty girl but um you know you never know man we've we've i mean it's ridiculous where we're doing all of this right now with the movie we we all pitched in and pulled out of our asses so it's it's well, I, um, I think it's a good idea to have it all be pretty boy actually so <laughs> <laughs> yeah the it's all all the films uh, you know yeah, all of them. Jed, it's 2020. You can be pretty girl now. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah, you always be. Do you have another question, Trista? Sorry. There's yeah, a guy I... here who just keeps saying, "Say his name." I don't know if you know him. So if you know him, cool. If not, I, I just wasted time. But Tyrone Inter- Interrogy. If anyone knows him, cool. If not, I don't know why he wanted me to say his name. I. I don't know Tyrone. All right, well. But hello, Tyrone. Hello, Tyrone. Yeah. Hello. Maybe we do nice. now. Yeah. Hello, yeah. Tyrone. I'm, I'm sorry to interrupt you, Trista, for, for total it's okay. nonsense. But. So, what a smile. Hi, Tyrone. <laughs> just there, um, yeah. He's I love to know uh, all of your guys' favorite horror movies. Well, that's a, that's a very, very good question. Because we need Joe's favorite horror movie. We, we might be here all night. We have the same same favorite horror movie. Joe is. We do. Uh, My favorite, along with Jed's favorite horror movie, is Texas Chainsaw Massacre Part 2. It is not what I consider the greatest horror movie of all time. I consider the original Chainsaw to be the best horror movie. But Part 2 is a special movie for me because of my age and and growing up in the 80s and seeing it. It's it's always been my favorite for just the the fun. Yeah, see? Neil Neil knows. I, I do ahead of time. <laughs> Neil knows that that should be another podcast. Neil knows, <laughs> and uh, that's actually how we brought Caroline into the Taco Tuesday. Um, was Jed was the first person we ever brought? It was me, Sarah, and Jed, and I knew that was his favorite movie. And I went, I went to Sarah. I said, you know what? Let's not tell him, but bring Caroline next week. He'll he'll lose it. He'll he'll go ape shit. And uh, that was how she got brought into the fold. And of course, I almost choked on my tacos that time. Um, <laughs> and then, the, you know, 
Marcel had worked with her prior to. So it all was kind of this, this happy moment in time. And uh, so that's Jed and, and my favorite horror movie. Um, if I, if I could continue, I would like to give you the top 83. It starts with. <laughs> I get them in chronological order. Please. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, o- I'm OCD. So it has to be. All right. I'm also OCD. Actually. You're also what? I have OCD as well. I'm, I'm OCD. Uh, I, I, and Marcel's husband is OCD very much. Oh, yeah. A lot um, of artists, I think, I, I yeah. won't mention right now because it's not my place, but other filmmakers I know that I know that you guys know also struggle yep. with it. Yeah, I, think yeah. I think it's what allows us to a certain extent to accomplish sometimes what we do because we're focused. Like for me, like it, if I can steer my OCD into like a writing project, I can just fly through it and it goes great. But on days when it's not steered towards that, it's, it's a little more difficult. Yeah, um, I know exactly what you mean. I can relate to that for sure. Okay. Yeah, I don't. Right. And I think that's might be why I have no artistic ability and I'm very unaccomplished. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to be an idiot. Marcel, uh, uh, what was your favorite, uh, Trista's quest and your favorite uh, horror movie or movie? Um, I mean, my, my favorite horror movie of all time is probably scream because that's the movie I grew up. And uh, that's after seeing that movie, I decided to, to, I, after that movie, I want to make movies. So that's after that one. So it's, um, but probably the best thing for me is it's not a movie. It's a show. It's American horror story hotel. That's probably the best. Nice. That's, that's my, um, I, I, the, 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 that time when it, it, it uh, I saw it the first time, uh, I watched it and I was sitting on my couch crying and Dominic turned over. I said, why are you crying? What's wrong? And I said, it's, it's perfect. It's, there's nothing in it. I mean, there's story-wise some problems here and there, but uh, all the visuals and everything—it's perfect. It's there's um, it's that's all that's all what I what I want to do and what uh, if I would have that kind of money, probably would like it would look like the like American Horror Story Hotel. That's that's my totally holy grail. <laughs> <laughs> what was it about Texas Chainsaw Massacre two that's your favorite? Well, why is it? Well. If, you know, for me personally, I have always liked uh, the theater of the absurd. And so I love absurdity. So that movie was so completely ridiculous and absurd and over the top. And it was so funny and crazy. And it, it, it just, the characters in it, they just had so much fun. And so it, 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 to me, it's just the absurdity of it is, makes it my favorite. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, it was the, the time I was 10 years old when uh, that movie first was starting to come out. And I, I saw pictures in Fangoria magazine. I was very excited because I was lucky enough to grow up with uh, my Uncle Mike and, and my grandma who uh, in the trailer. <laughs> that's, that's for Marcel. He hates hearing these stories. That let me just watch any movie I wanted. Like my Uncle Mike took me to see Friday 13th floor at the drive-in when I was eight years old, you know, I saw creep show when I was six. So I was a huge horror fan, even at, at that age. And I remember cutting the pictures out of Fangoria and taping them to my wall. And I knew this was it. This chainsaw two is going to be, it's going to be the greatest movie of all time. And I remember I was playing with my star Wars action figures and behind me on the little TV, I heard a trailer start and I, I immediately 
put two and two together that that's what it was. So I quickly turned and I watched the whole trailer and I was so excited. And with that's it, that's the greatest movie ever. And, but I missed the beginning cause I was, I was, you know, battling Jawas. So I sat there all day waiting for it to play again. And it finally did. And I saw the opening where it says nobody under the age of, I think it was 17 or 18 will be loud in the theater. And as a, a 10 year old kid, uh, I, I was crushed. I thought that meant, okay, that's like a porno movie. Um, I won't get to see that till I'm 17 or 18. I, it's, it's over for me. I, I probably cried. I got all depressed. And, and that was it. The movie I'd been waiting so long for, I was going to have to wait forever. Because I grew up in Minnesota. There weren't necessarily places to rent porn. And I, although my Uncle Mike was pretty cool, I didn't you know, expect him to go to a porn place to get me something to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, so I remember one day we were at a Cub Foods, which is a grocery store in Minnesota. And back then... I don't know the ages of everybody here, but videos were rented everywhere, gas stations, grocery stores, everywhere. And I remember we were in there for our weekly horror, you know, movies, and I saw it on the shelf and picked it up. And it was my my 10-year-old little heart just melted. And in watching it, it was very different than the first movie, but it was fun. It was gory. It was a little bit ridiculous. And I just, yeah. I just fell in love with it. I fell in love with it. Um, And it was a movie I always go back to. So obviously getting an opportunity to have, you know, Caroline being blind in Christmas light covered hallways, you know, was, that was a a moment for me. And it was a moment for Jed. And, uh, you know, for me, movies are, we can argue about what's the best movie, but there's really never an argument over what your favorite movie is because it's all personal. It's all moments and, and what it meant to you at the time. Um, so yeah, there's, you, if you haven't figured out yet, you're never going to get a short answer with me because of the way my mind works. I am on the spectrum. I'm high functioning on the spectrum. So I, I tend to weave my way through conversations, uh, and a certain kind of ebb and flow. So there it is. I think it really started when I was six, I was walking down the street, <laughs> But I mean, along those lines, I mean, you met your creep show. I have it here. The VH, the first VHS tape my mom ever bought me, and that's it yeah, right there. So that's great. That's always yeah. on my top uh, favorites. Uh, I love the movie, but also just you know the memory of yeah. You and Joe lived the same childhood, I think. Yeah, I actually think <laughs> we're the exact same awesome, age. Yeah. I think. But, yeah. I think oh, we did. Okay. That makes sense. <laughs> Except I gained some of the weight back. You <laughs> held off pretty well. So I yeah. gained another little brother. So this is good. <laughs> Oh yeah, no, it's it's uh, yeah, it's that's what movies. That's why movies are so important, especially at a time like this. You know, you need the entertainment to just take you away for a little bit. You know, we've all been in bad moods or, or had horrible things go on where you get escape for a little bit, and uh, and the fact that we get to do this, whether it's in film, and I know Neil, you've you've been in a movie now, and and a couple, and the podcast and Trista, you've obviously been a lot of great stuff. We loved Echoes of Fear. We, we watched that. That was great. Um, whether it's podcasts, it's making movies, we have an, a, we have the ability to just make somebody's day a little bit better. And I don't think that's ego speaking. It's just from experience. It can happen. And we need that, especially now we need that. Mm-hmm. Honestly, that's a big part of doing the show. Like I have fun doing it. We all have fun doing it, but knowing that, you know, it's given people uh, even a couple hours, especially right now. Look, yeah. what a Troy draw here. Hold on, let me, uh, I will. F- oh, nasty Neil. 
Oh, it's a stocking. Oh, it's nasty. <laughs> I love it. Working on Tristas now, but Treacherous oh. has got a lot more letters. Oh, I got <laughs> fingers in mine. Yeah, you got you uh, have a job. Ooh, I look good this year. <laughs> you are good this year, yeah. <laughs> See, but that's what I'm talking about. It's creativity. It's we need that outlet and that little whatever we can do to just say, listen, the world can be shit, but for these moments, we're okay. Yeah. It's okay. Mm-hmm. You know, true. Uh, AJ here says, "Amen." Movies are healing. Uh, my son and I uh, bonded over films. Yeah, and, and he's having some uh, health problems right now. Oh, shout out to AJ. He's a good guy. Well, AJ, just keep positive and uh, yes. positive. Let, let horror heal you because it can. Very good. So you mentioned blind. You can get it everywhere. Amazon. Yep. Whenever you get VOD, Marcel, why don't you talk for a little bit this time? I'll back off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, you get it everywhere. It's it's um, it was sold out at Best Buy and Walmart for a couple of while, but I think they're getting back to the the DVDs. Um, you will get it on uh, Amazon or uh, iTunes, yeah. Vudu. Actually, it's everywhere on uh, VOD. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. And uh, can you? Do you have a? Is there a uh, social media or website people can fi- can go and uh, find see what's going on with with Pretty Boy in the future? I mean, blind? for 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 the uh, U.S., there is the Uncorked Instagram page. They post every day something, some scenes, some some trailer pictures, whatever. Um, yeah, or, or on Sarah's page, my page. There's um, yeah, we will have every day some news for about blind or something. <laughs> and uh, and pretty boy, and pretty boy. Yeah, I'm always posting. I'm always posting on my Instagram, actor Jed Rowan. Yeah, Rowan, I'm always posting about that movie. And I hate, I hate social media. I hate it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just being honest. Uh huh. I hate it. I like Instagram because I like pictures, but yeah. But I can't do Twitter because I can't get enough words in. It's not even worth it for me. <laughs> I'm not a fan of the Twitter either. I can even call it the Twitter because yeah. I'm an old man. But right, yeah, no. I don't know. Yeah. But I'm you have to. Yeah, you have to have it on some level in today to. Uh, yeah. To pl- to just throw everything I do out there. People yeah. Have to see it. Yeah, that's why I keep social media, but it's it it's gotten to be where it's like it's so fucking negative. It's supposed to be just about fun and connecting with people. Yeah. But it just turns into such negative, you know, bullshit. And like you guys, if you've been around me long enough to know, I used to post a lot of weird, crazy shit. Always, you know, humorous in, in my mind, but nowadays everybody gets so offended over everything that it's better to yeah. just for me to just drift away, yeah. you know, to the background. Especially after 2020. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. This has been a this has been a year, but mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I think we talked about this last time. But I was I do find it weird because uh, I've toned down a lot of my humor and stuff. Is that uh, I found it strange that so many people don't understand that when someone's joking. When it to me, it's like so obvious. Yeah, now, obviously, yeah. someone's putting something hateful out there. You say this guy's a dick or something. But if it's something that you can just tell is just foolishness uh, it's very strange that people can take it so seriously but and they should be able to and they used to be able to and that was the problem is like 
a lot of the shit I would say, people would understand it's not real, it's you're joking. But then some of those same people almost overnight, all of a sudden were, oh, you know, that's terrible. How? Why would you say that? Well, I'm obviously kidding, because most of my joking was always about me and Sarah, things we did together. And, and as long as she was comfortable with what I was joking about, that's all that should matter. But people would get so fucking bent out of shape. And so that was why it was better for me to just drift away and feed the squirrels for that year. <laughs> just to kind of. Yeah. I, I, I actually think there's a dishonesty to some of that. I think people, not everyone, some people probably don't know, but I would think, I do think a lot of people do realize it's a joke, but for some reason mm-hmm. want to act like they're. Yeah. They yep. don't for some reason. And that's, that's the problem. It's, it's cooler to be negative. Mm-hmm. And to have have issues than just laugh, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm a I'm a big proponent of, you know, really what you have to do is it's it's all or nothing. There can't be an in between. The minute you start saying, well, you can't joke about that, then you can't joke about anything, because no matter what you say, it's going to affect somebody in some way. And uh, again, you can be offended. I don't mind when people were offended but you don't have to start actively trying to destroy someone. Right. When you, it's could just, you could just say, this isn't for me. I don't want, yeah. I won't follow this guy or whatever, yeah. you know, hundred, hundred percent. Yeah. Um, but then I did cancel my wife. So I guess that was uh, when I was married. So there is that, you know, <laughs> but now you've offended me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I probably didn't offend her because, you know, they haven't found her body yet. <laughs> is, she in the, is she in the blind body behind you? That would be a good. Oh place yeah, to, that would be great, right? Watch I it happen. Oh yeah, you see that? I saw. Yeah, isn't that something? Yeah, that pretty boy back there. He's taller well, than I am. Taller welcome than I am. to blind three. <laughs> Very good. Well, this has been really fun. It was good to talk to everybody it has been. and see everybody. Great yeah. meeting all of you, and yeah, thanks a lot for bringing us on. Yeah, we should do it again. <laughs> Pretty boy. Um, yeah. Joe, can you move your your big head a little bit? So, <laughs> there you go. Oh, wait. There you go. It is pretty sweet. Is that Joe like Sarah looking in a mirror? What were you saying, Tristan? I'm sorry. I just said, Joe, tell Sarah we missed her. Neil, yeah. what yeah. you say? I, I will. She gets home later tonight. She was pretty bummed about it. And, uh, but you know, you, sometimes the work has to come first. Oh yeah, no, and, uh, we, we all understand. Yeah, we get it. But yeah, well, yeah, I mean, yeah. we we've been building to it for months, so you know. Yeah, no, no I know. Yeah. We, we 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 pushed and said, why don't we wait till blinds coming out, and then. Uh, but we gave you the pretty boy scoop. Exactly. So, exactly. So there you go. Yeah. Yeah. And we'll and we'll do we'll do more in the future. Yeah. Oh yeah. A- absolutely. We have oh, yeah. lots more to talk about. Yes. Especially right. Joe. Especially me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think our last show with just me and Joe, it was like a couple hours long. Uh, yeah, it went like a couple hour hours. Half, yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's not bad, an hour and a half. That's longer yeah. than the movie. Give <laughs> <laughs> me the commentary track. All right, well, this yeah. has been fun. And it's good to see you, Marcel. Good to see you guys, and thanks for having us. Yes. It's good to meet you, Jay. Great, great, great being here. Thanks again. And you as well, Joe. Hey. <laughs> it's always good to see Troy and Trista, the, the, yes. the double oh, PRs. Yeah. Did, did you warn Troy and Trista about me? Trista knows me a little bit, but she's seen me more, I think, in the professional side than where I'm just being myself. You're not as oh. professional as you think. 
<laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> well, there may be that. But, uh, was Troy warned about me at least? Nah, I was prepared. He was prepared. <laughs> Okay. Everybody has their hair down, and everybody's happy on the show. Every okay. once in a while, since Good. they're both TRs, I do accidentally text the wrong person sometimes. Oh, oh that's It's a good thing I never talk bad about either one. Real <laughs> no, no, it's true. You wouldn't believe no. it. Or at so least not so to either of them. That's <laughs> other people with different names. So. Yeah. Yeah, you've got to be careful. Smart enough that. to stay away from that one. All right, well, it's been very good. Uh, subscribe to Without Your Head here. Hit the bell icon. You'll get all the notifications. Uh, a lot of news coming up to the Without Your Head Network, some new shows coming up. So go to withoutyourhead.com. Follow us on all the social media sites. Spread the head and share this. We're going to give out some – we got some uh, movies to give out, and uh, that's all we're going to plug right now. So until next week, okay. we'll see you. All right. Bye, guys. Thank you, guys. Bye. Bye. Thanks, everyone, for watching. Bye. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, everybody. Thank you. Thanks, everyone. From ancient terrors to the search for modern-day conspiracies, the tomb of Nick Cage is the new sound in horror rock. Uncover the mystery of old world horror for the new world order on iTunes, Amazon, and more. Ripley, we should have listening. The tomb of Nick Cage. They come at night, mostly. 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 Find out on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. The tomb of Nick Cage. <laughs>